Well, good morning, Arbor. Unfortunately, I'm not able to be with you today because fortunately, I'm actually away on vacation. Got a little time to spend with my family this weekend, but I really wanted to be there. I truly did. Out of all days to be at church, today was the day I wanted to be there because I wanted to be the one to introduce our communicator today. I wanted to be the one to introduce Phil because Phil has been a friend of mine for like 20 years now. We've been friends. I got to watch him uh, raise his daughters into absolutely wonderfully kind and strong women that they are today. Phil and Roxanne, his wife, have been a part of Arbor almost since the very beginning. Uh, Phil, prior to that, actually spent 30 years as a firefighter, and he recently retired this last year. And now, <laughs> Phil spends his free time traveling around the world, helping communities that are in crisis. He's an incredible individual, and he loves Jesus with all his heart. It is ridiculous. He is a student of God's word. And that's why I wanted him to talk with us this morning. In 2011, Phil had a stroke. And he'll tell you a little bit more about that and his story when he comes up. But Phil lost a lot in that. He didn't lose his life, but he lost his ability to communicate. He couldn't even speak words, sentences. He couldn't even talk to his family. It took a lot of courage and he battled back to get his voice. And I feel like Phil has a voice. Although it doesn't sound the same that it did prior, I feel like he has a message. He has something to share. And that's why I asked him this morning to come and share with us today. So he's going to share out of Psalms. And from that, he's going to talk about his story and how God has impacted him. So would you do me a favor and would you welcome my friend, Phil Pearson? Thank you. Uh, that was uh, nice what uh, Jake said. I want to uh, introduce my uh, family. Um, Roxanne is my wife. Breathe uh, your hand. <laughs> we uh, got married the day before St. Helens erupted, so this May it will be uh, 40 years. And uh, I have three daughters Emily, who is uh, not here, she's married to uh, Tyler. Kenzie, my middle daughter, she's married to uh, Dave Pixichelli. Uh Multiple uh, civil bills and the words are hard for me, so you have to get used to uh, my accent. <laughs> and my youngest daughter is Maddie, and uh, she's married to uh, Connor Tanaka. So uh, welcome. Uh, did I say it wrong? Sorry, my accent. Um, I have, uh, oh, and I have uh, three uh, grandchildren, uh, Ellie, Charlie, and Capri is somewhere around here. So uh, anyways, uh, and I have uh, two adopted uh, grandson, uh, uh, Jacob and Owen, wherever he's at. So anyways, um, thank you for being here. Uh, I have a message on Psalms. This is the uh, final Psalms message. And uh, 
I will give you a, a background. The process is uh, one is a, a background to uh, Psalms 30. I will have Kenji read it, uh, uh, Psalms 30. We'll pray, and then I will give you my story on uh, Psalms 30, the, uh, the event that uh, corresponds in my life to Psalms uh, 30. So uh, the uh, background for uh, the uh, Psalms 30, uh, King David uh, wrote the Psalms, and he wrote it for the uh, dedications to the temple. However, the temple was uh, not built yet. They had a tent, a, a tabernacle, and uh, he uh, wanted to make a song, or psalm, uh, both, for uh, Psalms uh, 30 uh, in uh, dedication to the temple. But uh, uh, what did David have in mind? Because he uh, spoke about his sickness and his fools, and there's no real account that um, the uh, uh, theologians and uh, the uh, um, people who study uh, the Bible know what uh, David did for Psalms 30. But I have a guess uh, what event that was, and I will share it with you. But what point did uh, David have in mind that he uh, wrote uh, Psalms 30? The event, uh, I think, is uh, found in uh, 1 Samuel 21. Don't turn to it uh, because I don't have enough time to read it. But um, this event, Saul was the first king in Israel, and uh, he was rejected because of uh, his defiance or uh, his lack of obedience to a god. And so he, um, Samuel rejected him as a prophet, and uh, Samuel anointed David as a king, as a teenager. And uh, David was in deep weeds because uh, Saul, if he had any threat to his uh, kingly role, he will kill anyone. So David was, um, uh, again, a teenager, and the first time that... Uh, uh, David makes his name known to Saul uh, was when he fought the uh, giant Goliath from the city of Gath. So he uh, conquered Goliath, and Saul recognized a great warrior. So he abandoned uh, with him, and uh, David fought for him until the women sang a song. Saul has conquered his thousands, but David his tenths of thousands. So Saul knew that David was going to be king, and he tried to kill him multiple times. Well, the last time that uh, Saul tried to, well, not the last time, but one of the times that he, uh, Saul tried to kill him, David had enough. He was so afraid that he did one thing. It was, my estimate makes it, it was suicide what he did. He went to a foreign country. He had left his family. And he went to not Egypt, not Europe, not Syria. He went to, get this, Gath, the king of Gath. 
that's the same city that he killed Goliath. It's like the Navy SEALs killing Osama bin Laden, and the leader of the SEALs was in trouble with the U.S. government, and he went to hide, and he went to the rulers of Osama bin Laden. It's crazy. <laughs> well, David did that to Gath. And they said, this is David. And he was so afraid that he was insane. He got sick, insane. He acted like a madman, crawled on the beams in the wood, spit, ran down his beard. He said, the king said, get him out. He didn't kill him, get him out. That story, I think, is the Psalm 30, my guess. The sickness, the falls. If you understand God's grace, you will give him thanksgiving to him. That's the point of Psalms 30. If you understand God's grace, you will give him thanks. I want uh, Kinsey to uh, read Psalms 30 and imagine David after this event writing this psalm. A Psalm of David, a song at the dedication of the temple. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved, but your favor, O Lord. You made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell, you, will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Thank you. Not only did uh, David experience that event, but he had dynastic successions, meaning... His sons and his sons' sons will reign in Israel. And God said, you will have an eternal Dionysic succession, meaning the Lord Jesus Christ came through the uh, tribe of David and the king of kings will reign forever. David was a part of that. So, again, from the pit, the... Uh, death, he saw the glory. If you understand God's glory, you will give thanks. We'll pray. Father, I will give my testimony for uh, my stroke.
but they will forget my testimony. But I pray that they will understand your word and understand your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, sorry. I was a firefighter since 1979, so I'm an old guy. I got into a paramedics uh, in 1993. So, uh, in fact, John Stuckey, wait, John, and his wife, Lori, uh, we were in the Bellevue Fire Department Ricky School together. So we uh, went back to 1979, and he was on the crew when I had the stroke, so he can verify all that I say about the uh, fire department. Uh, I was a, a paramedic in Seattle since uh, 1993 training, and I trained for about a, a year. My area in Bellevue was from Newcastle in the south uh, up north to uh, Redmond, and the west was from Mercer Island to um, on the east of uh, Kalmy Pass. I did um, uh, rescue calls, uh, fire department uh, vehicle calls, fires, medical calls, uh, trail rescues. I loved my job. I was glad to do it. I uh, did medicine. I taught first aids thousands, not hundreds, thousands of classes uh, of first aid. Since uh, 93, I um, was busy on my op days. I taught first aid for fire department folks, for citizens, for medical people. In uh, 2011, after three days of uh, teaching in Portland, I had an on, uh, ominous event. Um, when I got home, I ate dinner, went to bed, and woke up to uh, use the bathroom. And I thought, man, my shoulder is numb. I thought I slept on my uh, arm wrong. I went to get up and fell. I tripped and fell in my wife's uh, hair curlers broke it. Uh, I crawled back to bed. I, I thought, man, that was a rut three days. I teach in first aid that uh, the person that needs help will never diagnose his own disease. Uh, doctors, nurses, paramedics, and me. Uh, if you don't see the person, you will never figure it out. I didn't. Until when I got up, I went to um, get the cold for the uh, burglar alarm, and I was confused. I couldn't remember the cold. So I set off the whole alarm. So anyways, I did, was so uh, confused to uh, call the alarm company, and the sheriff came. And I was working on the, my trailer, cleaning it up. And I said uh, I was going to go and speak with them, and I couldn't talk. So uh, then I knew I had a stroke. So uh, then I said, I pointed to his pad, and I was going to write, and I couldn't write. I had lost all my speech and my writing, so I could only blink. 
He had his hand on the gun, get down. So I was arrested for having a stroke. He didn't know. Uh, it was forever. But he uh, thought I was stealing the uh, trailer. Well, um, in time, uh, he called 911. And the uh, station by uh, Safeway, uh, Medic 35 and Stacey 35, transported me to Evergreen. But uh, the uh, problem was uh, ominous, uh, ominous because time is tissue. Um, at that time, you only have like three hours to uh, get the clot-busting drugs. My uh, stroke was uh, caused by a blood caught in my brain, and it centered on my speech and writing skills. So that part, after three hours, they couldn't do a clot blessing drugs or it's a quick kill. Uh, your cells bleed too much, so they didn't want to give it. So uh, that was a new uh, beginning for me. My uh, wife and uh, and me, uh, our lives changed overnight. Um, I had a, a bit of depression, uh, you know, just uh, looking at my situation. And, uh, but I never got angry with God because in time he had done too much. And I, I, uh, if you know me well, you uh, know I don't believe in luck. I don't cross my fingers. I don't step on cracks. I don't believe any of that. I believe in a sovereign God. I don't think there's any road molecules in the universe. He's great. He's sovereign. But he has a plan. But I had no idea what his plan was. Not for me. Not for you. So... Uh, I didn't know what to uh, do. I had to uh, work. I thought I can't weld. I, I don't have to talk with welding. But in time, I had his confidence that I can make it back. So if he has confidence in me, then I will have confidence back. So I began the quest back for the fire department. My daughter tried to talk me out of it at first. I, it's, uh, I don't know that time, but I thought we spent a half an hour. He spent a great amount of time laboring to talk me out of going back to the fire department. I don't have that daughter anymore. <laughs> um, the, uh, the union that... Uh, uh, all the uh, guys, almost all the guys, the uh, firefighters around the uh, U.S. is the uh, International Association of Firefighters. There was no record of anyone uh, having a stroke that lost his speech. They came back, not in L.A., not in New York, not in Chicago, not in Bellevue. So. I had the precedence of beginning the quest back from a stroke and a loss of speech. So uh, it was a tough uh, journey. 
But as the psalm says, I saw and I, 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 you hid your face for me. I was saved 45 years ago. And I heard thousands and thousands of sermons. I listened to sermons almost every day for 45 years. I listened to scriptures time and time again. Every day, I read or listen to scriptures. And no speaking, no writing. Is that what you have for me? If I don't go down to the pit, well, you get praised. That's what Psalms 30 says. Is that what you want? The speech therapist said, you had not amnesia. Your cells are dead. Your speech is dead. Your writing is dead. You won't remember it. You have to learn it in a different part of your brain. So I had to become as an infant. So learning again, A, A, B, B, the whole alphabet. So I memorized, I lost the uh, me uh, memory for Psalm 23. So that's the first one that I thought to do. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I remembered the uh, Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be my name. I have to memorize it again and again. Just to start, I had to teach my colleagues, had to teach my first aid class of paramedics. I couldn't talk, so I had to do charades like dandy. It sounds like this word. Say that word. So I had to teach them, had to teach my own classes. It's a lot of work. But I had three angels to uh, encourage me, not heavenly uh, beings, but men and women. But I call them my angels because what God did through them was amazing. My uh, first angel was uh, Dr. Michael Kopis. He was... Uh, my paramedic mentor, he was a legend. Um, he taught paramedics for 40 years uh, in uh, King County. He uh, was the head of ER for Harborview for 40 years. Uh, it was a level one trauma center. He headed that. He was a University of Washington professor, and he taught doctors have to be ER physicians. He started and ran Airlift Northwest. He was a doctor for neurology. He has his own practice. No one works harder than Dr. Kolpis. And he asked me, could I be your doctor? Why? When Medic 1 was uh, ended, the 11 ended in the mid-90s, 
I went to uh, Dr. Copens. I had a plan. I needed to, to uh, borrow a headlight for it. He gave me 15 or 30 seconds to outline my whole plan. Only 15 or 30 seconds. His belt was pearl of pacers and phones all day and all night. Life and death decisions. He didn't have more than 15 or 30 seconds for anyone. But he asked me to be my daughter. And the time that he spent with me in person, 15 to 20 minutes every time, it was amazing. Why are you doing this? No money. No more money. I don't know. It's God. When you understand God's grace, give thanks. He asked me to, uh, to uh, part of my plan to talk again was to sing songs. The only thing I didn't do for Dr. Copas was singing a song to him personally. I said, you can kill me, but I won't do it. <laughs> Trusting me, he could kill you. <laughs> but I had a list of hymns, and I had CDs, and I had it all written out. I spent 30 to 60 minutes singing every day hymns just to learn how to talk. I had almost a hundred speech therapy sessions and homework I hate. If you know me about school, I hate homework. <laughs> Every day, homework. The second angel was the uh, cardiac surgeon. Dr. Copas wanted me to fix the cause of my stroke. It was caused by a PFO. I can't say the PFO words, but it's a place in your heart that the window is open. You have four chambers in your heart. Before you're born, you don't need two chambers. Your mother provides oxygen to your blood. So you bypass the right side of your heart. But you're, uh, when you're born, you cry, that window closes off. Mine stayed open. It was open, and I had no idea that was open until I had the stroke. So Dr. Kopis wanted me to fix it, and he wanted me to seal the opening. Well, the, the uh, most uh, surgeon cracked, uh, cracked the chest and the, uh, the uh, bypass surgery. It's nasty. And uh, Dr. Demopoulos said, I have a new technique. We can uh, do a femoral vein or an artery. We'll go up through the catheter, revert your atrium, assault. So he did it 20 minutes. I was conscious the whole way as he uh, ran the uh, wire through my heart. I had to blow. Walked out the next day. It was great. The insurance denied it. The insurance denied that. Well, uh, again, 
no work, no overtime, no first day classes, and almost 89,000 bucks for 20 months on the hospital. I was bankrupt. So I was going to file a bankruptcy mortgage, the health care bills, student loans, I couldn't pay. So I had an attorney all lined up, all, all the forms filled out. I was going to give mom my house. If God wants that, okay. The uh, attorney vanished. I couldn't find him. We filled out all the forms. He vanished. I have no idea where he went. But he, uh, we didn't find the uh, bankruptcy. Uh, we couldn't. So, again, the third angel was uh, Terry Justice. Uh, she um, fought um, for the uh, not a, uh, um, for the uh, health co uh, companies against the clients. She changed because the uh, clients had such a bad deal for the health care companies that she fought for um, clients. And she heard she was a Bellevue attorney. And she uh, said, I heard your case. I want to um, fight for you for free. A stranger, in, an attorney in Bellevue, that wants to fight for me for free? Why are you doing this? It doesn't make sense. Uh, no fee, no money. So um, the, uh, the health care benefits, we had to go to a trial. So she was uh, for us, and uh, there's a panel of doctors and uh, health care personnel guys on the other side. And she researched my stroke, my um, treatment. Dr. Copas. If you have legal fees, they have the uh, price that you have to pay is on a meter like a taxi. Every minute you have to pay more. Every minute. Dr. Copas spent over four hours, four hours with her, Terry Justice, and he didn't charge me anything. Dr. Copas. 15 or 30 seconds, it's two months, over four hours. Dr. Demopoulos said, if you fail, I will do my surgery for free. Why? He was a stranger to me, free. And he was a part of my trial, but he was a, a phone co conversation. So when we met, I had to go to the um, health care company. My wife was there. I was in uniform, and Terry was on one side. The uh, opposite panel was uh, across from us. And we had to wait for Dr. Thermopolis to get done with surgery, wash up, and have the phone. So he spent on the phone on a monologue over 20 minutes, longer than his surgery time, to defend me. 
And he knew my case so well that when he presented it, it was awesome. And they asked, is there any questions for the uh, opposing team? There was no questions because they will have been embarrassed to a candor, Dr. Demopoulos. In time, two days later, the healthcare company said, we'll pay. And <laughs> sorry, unofficially, they said, we're glad we have to pay unofficially. And because of Dr. Demopoulos' um, monologue, they changed their whole procedure to his for all of the Hertha uh, Primera Brooklaus. Why are you doing this to me? If you understand God's grace, you will get thanks. As a comeback of a firefighter, when that was all done, I was added to the crew. They didn't know whether they wanted to hide me back or not. So I had to um, study for answering the phone. So I had to do numerous uh, uh, phone sets. This is uh, Station 2, piercing speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> so uh, uh, answering the, the phone, every time I answer it, they will all look at me. My officer allowed me to go upstairs and uh, read to my driver. The driver was called Wombach, uh, Mike Crosby. We uh, named him Wombach. I had to read to Wombat every day a book, a chapter of a book. He was so patient with me because I couldn't pronounce words, so I had to read to him every day. The officer at first, I was doing emails to the administration. He saw one email that had to write. He said, you were writing that to these troops. Don't do it again. Go through me. I can. I forgot to uh, uh, past tense. I forgot words. You will embarrass yourself. Go through me. So he was my other angel. Uh, he was a fighting for me. On the nine one one calls. You may know it, but I had to say I have an accent. After the call, guess which country I'm from. <laughs> but uh, they had a game, but uh, they slowed their listening down to me to, uh, so uh, that I could have finished my exam. Uh, again, it was not quick on the chaos calls. But the final time the test was I had to teach all the, almost all the personnel in Bellevue a class. And I think John remembers the class. It was purple entries, 
on paths, just in this time, uh, if you get hurt, spinally injured, and you have pads and helmet, I had to teach all the firefighters, all uh, nine stations, three platoons, 27 crews, and two ERs, Overlake and Evergreen, that class. If they can understand me, then I will be hired again. I was accepted. The uh, chiefs, the uh, deputy chiefs, were you there, John? The foreman line at uh, Station 2, and the, all uh, the guys shook my hand, you're accepted back. It was about this time, so almost six months from the time of the stroke, St. Patrick's Day, to uh, September, they uh, accepted me back into the fire department in 2011. I just retired uh, this last December, so it was eight years. When you understand God's grace, you will give thanks to him. In closing, Luke 27, or sorry, Luke 7, has an account, two people. Simon the Pharisee was having Jesus in a dinner and a sinful woman went and unannounced she was acting at something to Jesus as Jesus was eating, reclining at the table. And she was crying and wiping her tears from his uh, feet, kissing his feet, and pouring ointment. There's a second account of that. Mary, the sister of Lazarus, she poured, in Jesus' account, a year's worth of salary on Jesus' feet for that moment in time. By the way, that was three times the amount that Judas betrayed Christ. She poured Years, sorry, a year's width of salary on his feet. Johnny said, thought, if this man knew she was a sinful person, they will not let him touch him. Jesus said, can I speak with you? He said, yes. There was a money lender, and he, there was one that borrowed a year or a month and a half salary, and another one who borrowed 10 times that amount. 
and they couldn't pay it. The money lender forgave them all the debt. Who will love him the most? Some said, well, I suppose the one who forgave the most. Jesus said, you were right. And then he pointed, you didn't give me any kiss when I came into your house. But she has not stopped kissing my feet. You gave me no water for my feet, but she, her tears have washed my feet. And she is writing it with her hair. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has poured expensive ointment. Simon didn't understand that God incarnate walked into his house and he didn't give him thanks. This woman was in the pit. She understood grace. She gave him money, labor, passion, passion, if you understand God's grace, we will give him thanks. We'll look close now. So uh, I think the uh, ones that uh, were coming up. <laughs> 